Just a note off the top, normally I start every episode with a clip of the movie trailer. However, for reasons you will soon find out, I was unable to this week. So instead, let's just get straight into it. Hello, my name is Kieran Vallee. Welcome to New Favorite Movie, the podcast where I put my movie knowledge to the test. Every week I invite a guest on to talk about their favorite movie, and based on what they pick, I suggest a movie that they've never seen. In the end, we see if my recommendation was successful. This week on the show, I'm happy to have a fellow St. Columba grad, one of my favorite people to go to the movie theaters with, the other half of my TIFF membership, and one of my oldest friends, Melissa Criminisi. Melissa, welcome to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so, so excited. Thank you for having me. I think uh, this would be, you know, it's still early days for the podcast, and this will be one of the mm -hmm. first recordings that I've done, but I think anyone who knows us is eagerly looking forward to this, I think this so episode. Too. So I think so, too. And I think the movie uh, speaks for itself, and we'll explain why. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> We've seen... A ton of movies together I think over the years we've known each other for a long long time and I just am curious as to maybe some of the movies that stick out in your memory of us together absolutely absolutely uh yeah we've known each other for I think about 28 years if that's Jesus right <laughs> it's a long time yeah. it's too long yeah. and I'm I'm good to end the friendship whenever yeah. you want to who would um, have us at this point though no I know that's <laughs> the problem I've tried to make other friends and I can't so it is what it is but uh so we've seen a lot of movies together in our time going back to like elementary school yeah. birthday parties I think so yeah there's been a lot I was thinking the other day about movies that we've seen together though and uh a standout for me, and I don't even know if you remember this, was we went to see Malibu's Most Wanted, an absolute masterpiece of a movie. I don't remember this at all. You don't remember it? Okay. It was for um, mutual, our mutual friend James's, I want to say his 12th birthday or maybe 13th birthday. This all checks out so yeah far. so we went to see it and we were in line for the movie and you and i were at like the backpack of the of the group of people going to see this movie so everyone was paying for admission and going in and this movie was 14a and we were only 12 or 13 so we were like okay we're gonna go to the front they're gonna ask us how old we are we're gonna say we're 14 it's gonna be fine so everyone else got through and then it was you and i and we were having a conversation and arguing a little bit i would say as we tend as to do we want yeah as we tend to do and um you were like very loudly well i'm just gonna say i'm 13 because i want to pay the kids price and then the woman overheard that was selling the tickets so she was like how old are you and i was like 14 and then you hesitated for so long and you were like do i want to be cheap or do i want to get in and then in the end you did choose to get in so you said you were 14 this but she like, was sus she was suspicious of us from that moment my like internal debate always i know is like can i save a buck or do I just have I... to swallow my pride here? Well, and... this story is the essence of you. And that's yeah. why I felt like I needed to tell it. Um, so there's there's that experience. And then the other one that I was thinking about the other day was when... But I don't... This isn't a complete story. So if you remember it, I'd be happy to hear you chime in. But we went to the Jackson Square Theater before it was... This is pre-renovation. Yep. So it was yep. a dicey place. Yep. Um, and we went to see Scary Movie 3. 
Uh, and I had never seen any of the scary movies, but I was like, yeah, I'll jump in on the third one and I'll just, I'll go for it. Yeah. You're not um, missing anything. No. And we were the only people in the theater. And then like 20 minutes into the movie, I'm pretty sure he was, he was uh, a rough character from downtown came in, I think just to get out of the cold and, uh, he caused a ruckus. Like someone had to come in and like take him out. Uh, but I don't remember exactly what happened with that, but we, continued to be the only oh. people in the theater and we were just dealing with this man but i don't exactly remember all the details of what happened there oh, but it was uh i don't know that scary movie three that's the one with like um on a ferris on a ferris but like the aliens and it's like the sign spoof or is that even later i can't remember you know what i genuinely don't remember anything from the movie i just remember yeah. <laughs> going to the theater so my my standout one that i circled i already know what you're gonna bring up what what are we going to bring We up? went to see Milk. <laughs> Just decided to skip a whole day of school and go yeah. see Milk. Drive 50 minutes up the road to see Milk. Yep. Uh, yeah, we did that. Uh, no, the one that I, the one that I had circled because it still makes me laugh is we went to go see 50-50 together, right? And I don't remember this, but okay. Oh, okay. I believe it. No, no. I believe yeah. it. So we went to go see 50-50 together mm -hmm. and about halfway, three quarters of the way through the movie... One of the friends that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character makes in the chemotherapy ward. Do you remember? Yes, you remember. Now I know. Now <laughs> he, I know. He yes. is not there in a scene. And we both sort of immediately understood what, what this, happened. What this yeah. movie was trying to convey to us. That this guy had suddenly passed away and he was no longer there. Because they were in like a cancer support group. So it was yeah. pretty obvious yeah. what had it happened. It was pretty obvious what yeah. had happened. But... In the row in front of us was this elderly woman, and it obviously took her a second or two to catch up, and as soon as one of the characters on the screen said something about he died, uh -huh. she just let out this defeated, oh shit, and I lost it <laughs> she was she was devastated devastated she was devastated devastated and i think that's one of the hardest times i've ever heard you laugh because you I couldn't leave. stop you I had to couldn't leave. stop i remember walking out of the theater because i could not stop laughing uh, and it's like i just it's that it's that ability or that that thing of like i know i shouldn't be laughing and therefore I cannot yeah, stop. Yeah, because you would, you would like, you'd stop for a minute and then you just start <laughs> on in again. Came right back yeah. every time. And now, even though I still think about it, I still <laughs> smile because it is one of my absolute favorite <laughs> And she definitely memories. knew that you were laughing at her too. Oh, like, to oh, be fair, she knew. She knew 100%. Oh, well, whatever. Was... You can't let out an oh shit like that and not have somebody be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, keep up here. Yeah, but... no, it was funny. I thought you were going to talk about when we went to see Milk and we drove about 45 minutes out to go see it because we were like we gotta see it this is gonna be sweeping the awards and everything and it wasn't playing anywhere near us but we were like we're gonna skip school yeah. I took my mom's car and we drove down and we went to see it and then we came back and then the very next day it started <laughs> playing at a theater that was five minutes away from us and we were like well uh, it is what it is I think that was the time where I was like always start googling showtime so that I yeah. know when and where these movies are playing but yeah yeah the, the, the only other one that I can like distinctly, distinctly remember is when we went to go see Inception and our good friend and future guest on the pod, Tom, <laughs> was sitting a few rows or a few seats down and the movie's going, the movie's going, the movie's going. And then a particularly mind-blowing moment happens and I just see Tom's arms fly <laughs> out as in a like, 
I don't know, a physical expression of how crazy everything had gotten. And I just remember being like, oh, Tom's enjoying this movie. Like, Tom's really liking it. I so. remember we went with Tom and Carly, uh, and they were we were all fired up after we saw that movie. We were freaking yeah. out. And then yeah. I went home, and the only person that was still awake was my dad, because he is working night shift, I think. And I was like, Dad, I just saw the most incredible movie. Like, it was unbelievable. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, it's called Inception. He was just like, never heard of it. And just like, <laughs> wanted to end the conversation right there. But I remember being like, super pumped when we came out of that movie. And we talked about it for like, 45 oh, minutes outside of the theater, just breaking down what we thought happened. Yeah. But unbelievable. Yeah, no, that was fun. Sort of alluded to it in your introduction. Mm -hmm. But you are a longtime TIFF goer. Yes. And do you have any particular TIFF memories that stand out? Because I don't think we've actually ever been to TIFF together. No, we haven't. We've been there on like the same day, seeing yeah. different movies, but we've never actually been to a movie together. Uh, my first TIFF was in 2011. Okay. So, and I've gone every year since, with the exception of the pandemic yeah. when they yeah. didn't have yeah. it. But every That one doesn't count. No, no, we're just going to forget about yeah. it. But... I think that first tip was my favorite tip just because it was so such a new experience. The excitement was there. Um, we went to see a super popular movie called Friends with Kids starring Adam Scott, uh, yeah, yeah, Megan yeah. Fox, and John Hamm. Okay. Star-studded cast. It was a star-studded cast. And we uh, we were able to sit. We were sitting directly behind Adam Scott. So we got to like see his reaction to the movie the whole time. And it was just, it was really, really fun. And then we walked down to King Street where like the big street festival was happening because it was opening weekend. Uh, we got, to, we saw George Clooney and Ryan Gosling because they were there for Eyes of March. It was just like what you would want in yeah. your initial TIFF experience. The whole package. You got to see the whole thing. And yeah. then um, we went for dinner and then we walked back and then someone had left the barricades for the red carpet down. So we like walked on the red carpet of Roy Thompson Hall and like took a bunch of pictures and it was so exciting. So like that TIFF experience was like, what made you want to go back yeah, yeah, yeah. every year. So yeah. it was it was exciting. And then I remember one year, to, it must have been like 2015, where we went to see Spotlight. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we saw the, the Best yeah. Picture winner that yeah. year. Um, and like you just, you felt the energy in the room. Like you knew that this movie this was going to... a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You knew it was going to be a big deal. And our friend Matt was in it and we didn't know that he was yeah. in it too so we yelled yeah. when we saw him in it and it was like at a very like serious part of the movie too we were like oh my god there he is um so that was really exciting and then i had a one-two punch that year because then i went to see room the next day too Jesus. so it was a lot of depressing yeah. stuff in one weekend but like both really good movies that i knew were going to go on to do big yeah, yeah, things yeah. in yeah. like award season so i felt like i had really like nailed my picks that year it is, it is a funny thing like that energy that you talk about because I remember the year that I worked for TIFF and so I was given like press and industry pass and so I just went to see everything. That was the year you saw and, Mother, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was an energy in that room. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, but I like I distinctly, distinctly remember seeing uh, Lady Bird and Three Billboards. Oh, and man. And both of those, like just walking into that theater and just listening to all the conversations and everyone was like, that's it. Like, it was the best two movies of yeah. the year. And, like, we found you know, them. Yeah, like you, yeah. Can, you can debate if they are or not. But like, just the, the energy and the conversations and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah. sort of a little peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, we're seeing the contenders so, this year. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And so that was, that was a ton of fun. I did uh, I did my own sort of TIFF history research tonight just to sort of be like, when did I go and all this stuff? And I think the first time I went, because I have distinct, distinct memories of these two movies, and the first time I went was in 2008. 
Okay. And I went to go see a, a tiny little Irish movie that I like. I didn't pick. My mom and her best friend mm-hmm. picked and then brought me. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it was fantastic. And uh, it was called The Film of Me. And it. it was like a really like dark, dark comedy. And it just sort of like kept building up. And that was a lot of fun. But they they did let me choose one movie that year that I got to pick. Okay. And all three of us went to go see. And that was Zach and Miri Make a Porno. Oh. And a damn delight it. with your parents. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. Yeah. But then I did. So that was in 2008. So then I did look at 2009 and 2010. And I don't remember seeing any movies those two yeah. years. So I do wonder if there's maybe a conversation between my mom and her friend Jackie of like. Yeah, Kieran King Cup. He's not coming back. Like, these years. If, yeah. if he's only going to pick Zach and Mary make a porno every year. <laughs> We're not He's doing not it. coming. We're and not so doing it. I had to work my way back. Yeah. And, and I think about 2011 onwards, I've, I've been there basically every year. Yeah, so. absolutely. I was, I know. And it's funny because I was looking at my, uh, like year by year. Cause there was a couple of years where I was like, what did I see? And I, I don't remember what I saw a couple of the years, but I know that I was you there. Were there. Yeah. I know that yeah. I was there. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. But yeah, those, those two are like the really big standouts for me. Oh, big standout years. Pretty big peaks. So yeah, absolutely. The, besides our love of TIFF, mm-hmm. the other thing that we love that maybe I'd say most other people don't give a shit about <laughs> is the Oscars. Yes, absolutely. We're the two people still hanging on. Oh, God. (laughs) Year in, year out. Yeah. Count on us being there. Absolutely. I know my own Oscar history, which is like we quickly made it a competition in our family. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that was just enough for me to be like, every year I'm paying attention to this. Okay. Was it something similar with you guys? Like, your family is quite big as well. Right. So, it didn't start off that way. Like, I just remember. We would always watch for, like, the comedy of it. Like, my mom right. always wanted to see, like, Billy Crystal and, yeah. like, what he was going to do and what he was going to say. So, kind of got into it for that. But then as I started, like, getting more into movies, it became about the movies. And then we did start doing, like, a pool between, like, my immediate family as well. Uh, that was much more complicated than it needed to be. Yeah. But that's how we did it. So, that then it became, like, well, who's going to win this? Yeah. And, like, then yeah. it was very exciting. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it, but I've been, I've been in award season, like always. We, we won't bring up the fantasy no, league that, that we're in. No, please do not. We won't bring that up. Please but do not. We can, we can move on. We can skate, <laughs> we can skate past the fact For that you are <laughs> floundering at best. I've <laughs> already, I told you, I've already accepted this year is not going to be my year. Yeah. And I will come back strong next year because I'll have a very early pick in the pool <laughs> based on where I'm at right now. We'll see. Anyways. One movie that is was not and is not and never will be up for Oscars mm, is the movie the movie that you picked. Okay. Okay, um, I hear what you're saying, but this, I disagree. Yep. This was a first time watch for me. I'd <laughs> never heard of this movie before. You Most people haven't and I'm I'm sad that they haven't. Well, I, I don't know. Anyone listening out there heed these warnings. But uh what movie are you here to talk about today? Okay. So let me preface this with a little background information. So when you came to me with this podcast idea, you had said something along the lines of pick your favorite movie. Yeah. This movie by no means is my favorite movie, but it's one of my favorite movie watching experiences that I've ever had. And it's the most interesting movie I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, so the movie that I chose is a little film called Governor Gabby. And uh, you're laughing. Just already like 
a PTSD acid flashback I of understand. me watching this. I understand that. It was a movie that was brought to my attention by another movie podcast. And I watched it. Could not believe what I was seeing. Uh, so then my sister and my mom also watched it with me. And we had the time of our lives watching it. Just a laugh a minute. So a laugh a minute. You've seen this minimum three times. I've seen it. I started watching it the first time. And then I was like, no, other people need to see this. So I would say I've seen it. 2.25 times. Okay. okay. <laughs> two, two and a quarter? Two and a, two quarter. And a quarter times. Yeah, because I had to restart. <laughs> I had to restart for my mom and my sister. Um, it's can, unbelievable. Can you give us a brief plot summary? I, I understand that's a challenge because there's a lot that actually happens in this movie. There's so much that happens in this movie. But just, just for anyone out there who hasn't heard of it and maybe, you know, to save them a Google search. Sure. Um, so how I would describe... well. Okay, I would say a bakery student, which is something I've never heard of before. A bakery student, college student, a bit like she's she's I she's going what, through college, yeah. but she already owns her own bakery. So yes, that's yes. a little yes. a little confusing. I'm glad you picked up on that because I picked up on that. But we'll get like, there. We'll get there. What is happening? We'll get there. Um, it's accidentally put on the ballot for the governor. Of California, yeah, yeah, my understanding. Yeah. It's not 100% clear, but we learn, I think, that it's governor of California. Oh, it's definitely California. Yeah. And she has to navigate her new role. She wins, we should she, say. She wins. She wins. She wins in a, a very interesting way. Uh, and then she has to navigate her role as governor. There is a man that is trying to bring her down. I think he's the lieutenant governor. Yeah. Balsay. Lieutenant Governor yeah, Balsay, balls, but she ballsy. calls him Balls. Yeah. Uh, very funny stuff. Very funny stuff. <laughs> uh, and then hilarity ensues, I would say. I, I don't know if we could we could probably I'll edit out the word hilarity, but uh, disagree. <laughs> Hard disagree. Normally mm -hmm. on the first few that I've recorded, I would ask the question of like why is this your favorite? Yeah. Or like, what about it? Yeah. For you, all I have here is just why? I'm just going to leave it. You can answer that however you would yeah, like. Yeah, and I'd be happy to answer it. Um, so I think that our relationship has always been, the foundation has always been, we need to rag on each other a little bit. I think it's always been like that. So I couldn't come into this and just give you a good movie. Okay. I, I couldn't do it. So I thought, let me give him... The oddest movie I've ever seen. The least enjoyable, I think, to him movie he will ever watch. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it just, it makes all of the wrong choices. It does every single thing wrong. And uh, I just, I knew it would be a challenge for you. And that's exactly why I picked it. But I also knew that I would enjoy a second watch myself. I was like, I can breeze through this, no problem. Because my tolerance for bad movies is extremely high. So I knew I'd have no issues. You are not wrong. This is, <laughs> without a doubt, the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm so happy to hear <laughs> that. I'm so happy to hear As that. As you said, it literally fails across the board. Like there is zero redeeming qualities about this whatsoever. What about the wardrobe? <laughs> When they tried to move it, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. I have notes. I have notes. <laughs> we'll on get that. to that. We'll get. Uh -huh. to that. But 
This love of bad movies. Yes. This is absolutely something that you have that I just do not have. I you do, don't have the tolerance for do it. Do not have the tolerance for it. What I have is I have the love of like being in a group of people mm -hmm. while a bad movie is being played. Mm -hmm. But watching a bad movie by myself <laughs> is one of the most excruciating Maybe and Maybe I should have said like... Call call everyone you know like, and, and bring them in here to watch this movie because they'll I, be blown away. I don't know. Like we, la last year, I don't know. The pandemic is messing <laughs> with time. But last year we watched, as a, as like a group of friends, we watched mm -hmm. the two Chocolate, Chocolate Cities. City, I know. Yep. Two of the three. It's a, it's a trilogy. <laughs> two of the three Chocolate City movies. And both of them are terrible mm -hmm. and really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's not a lot to say about them except... That I I'm pretty certain that they're like a money laundering scheme. That's why they exist. I think possibly. I think it's the entertainment value, but, but that's fine. But they they are they are bad. But because we watched them in a group of all of our friends, I actually enjoyed the experience of watching in that group. Right. This by myself, <laughs> after uh -huh. what was a pretty decent day of yeah. like work and life, mm -hmm. uh, like this just was brutal well i texted you because i did what i watched the second time around i did watch it by myself because no one wanted to watch it with me i don't know why and it went down like a smooth glass of wine for me like i just i loved every second of it this time just as much as i did the first full view i loved it what is it like is it just the pure sort of train wreck entertainment yes. of it yes and it's just like i can't believe it's happening right. like i can't believe it's i can't believe somebody put pen to paper to write this I, I can't believe i can't believe someone filmed it i can't believe that someone edited it like i can't believe any of it and that like it went through all of those steps and people were still like yes this is good this is good stuff and you, it just you've done it you, yeah yeah like you're thinking like nailed it and i i just i love i love that people have the balls to do it i love it and the balls say eh? What the ball say to do it? We should before, say. Before we get deeper into Gabby, yep. while we're on the topic here of, you know, your love of really, so bad it's good movies, mm -hmm. we'll say, mm -hmm. where does this rank sort of in the top five, top three of... Oh, this is in the top three for sure. So... This is in the top three what else? Sure. What else you got in there? So, The Room, obviously. That's a classic. With a bullet. Yeah. The yeah. Room. Um, and then I would say The Neil Breen, Fateful Findings. That's and then this one. Those are my my holy trinity of I, horrible movies. I think I saw somebody like break down a Neil Breen on YouTube. Any once, of them are I just, good. Like I just like yeah. got scared off. Yeah, any of them are really good, but Faithful Findings is is particularly good. So that's that's the holy trinity then, eh? Right, and those are the movies where like so bad that it's good because like we could talk about like Hallmark movies because sure. I do love yeah. those as well. We could talk about those and then like some other like comedies, what? But like these ones are genuinely trying to make a good movie, but they just, it fails. <laughs> it fails. And it sounds mean, but I love it. I, I love it. I would say that that's absolutely the case for mm -hmm. The Room, which I've seen, I think, I think I've seen it twice now at this point, but Except yeah. And the time you walked out. <laughs> well, well, so that would have been the first time I'd ever seen it. And so. Not the right yeah, way to see it. Not yeah, the right, not way, the right to way to see it at all. It. And so I had to go home that night and watch it by myself. Which was bad, but <laughs> but I would say yeah, absolutely. Like Tommy Wiseau is a hundred percent trying to make a good mm -hmm. movie and just mm -hmm. like does not come together. Right. This is like just incompetent across the board. It is so 
that at least like <laughs> at least Tommy Wiseau knows how a camera works and he yeah. knows what to point the camera at. Right. What he's pointing it at is not working and you know not coming together correct but he knows what to point the camera at but like that was <laughs> one of the moments where i was like oh no we are in deep deep trouble here uh-huh. is the first few minutes of governor gabby she's inside you know working away bake, in the bakery in the bakery yeah. doing her stuff she pours um flour from a bowl into a pan and stirs it. Yeah. And that's when I knew that she was a legit bakery student. Okay, well. That's when I knew. So I don't do any baking, so all of that <laughs> stuff was like, nah, it looks good no, to me. It, it, no one does that. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. With <laughs> a wooden spoon. I don't know. The the part where I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, uh-huh. was, so after the first couple minutes where she's inside, they go out to a farmer's market. Right. And everything inside, I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. You know, it's, it's, it's underlit. It's poorly lit. Right. All that sort of stuff. They then go outside to a farmer's market. And I sort of... I remember saying to myself, Oh, they're outside. It's natural light. This will be better. Nope. No, it's not. Nope. They film everything mm-hmm. from the wrong side of the people. So they are completely in shadow. Everybody. And the behind them. Absolutely. Everybody looks like shit in this movie. Everybody looks horrible and that's from lighting perspective that's from hair and makeup perspective that's from wardrobe perspective which i could talk about for days but it's awful it's awful everything is awful i genuinely couldn't believe it and then at that point i was like (laughs) you knew you knew it wasn't gonna be we're not we're not coming back from from the brink here like this is it yeah so but (laughs) do you have any favorite parts oh like yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I have a couple of favorite parts. My number one, like, number one top favorite part of the movie, though, is the scene where she's become governor now. Yeah. She's moved into the governor's mansion, which I'm pretty sure is, like, her actual home. Probably. Or maybe her parents' home. It's somebody's home yeah. because the governor mansion is under construction. So she yeah. gets put in this, like, it's still a nice house, but it's... it's like a suburbs house. It yeah. is. It is. She's in there. She goes up into her room. And her aide, Mark, comes and knocks on the door. She opens it up and inexplicably blankets fall on her. And she's struggling with those blankets. That part really made me LOL. The, like the I blankets have... also tackle him, though. Yes. Which is the he other part. He gets tangled up in the he blankets, He gets tangled too. up in the blankets as they're on the floor. He gets tangled up in the blankets. Uh, that part really makes me laugh. And then that leads to the wardrobe yeah. scene. Yeah. Which, to me, is the essence of the movie. It's... So wonderfully done. She decides to move a wardrobe. Yeah. And I think she, like to put something on the ceiling. She, she, she wanted to put a poster or something like that? A poster on the ceiling. So yeah. I don't know what she was doing with that poster on the ceiling, but she wanted to put a poster on the ceiling. So she's trying to move the wardrobe yeah. so that she can get on top of the wardrobe. Yeah. Despite uh, her bed being right beside it. It makes more sense to go on the wardrobe yeah. though, Huron. If you really think yeah. about it, like I'm I'm sad that you missed that, but that's okay. We'll move on. Um, so she's pushing it from one side, and then Mark, who is an angel throughout the whole movie, decides to give her a hand, and he goes onto the other side of the wardrobe, and then they both start pushing on the wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Um against each other. Against each other. So it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. It's not gonna go anywhere. And then it moves maybe half an inch over, I would say, in front of a window. And then she climbs up on top of it. And that's the end of the scene. And at the end of the day, that's what you pay the big bucks to see, I think. I think that's what you pay the big bucks to see. But it could also be maybe a metaphor for her struggle as governor. And then she gets up on top. And she uh, she ends up on top. And I think that that's, uh, 
maybe what they were trying to convey there. I uh, you don't I, think so. I, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> but I'm glad you're reading deep into this movie. I ha you must because you know I think that's what the filmmakers really wanted you to do is to to dive deep. Definitely. But, definitely. Uh, oh, and I also love any scene with the chef. Oh. <laughs> Chef's kiss. The Those chef's are incredible. Kiss. I don't know what nationality he's supposed to be. I think it's Italian. I would say Italian. But I would also argue French. Uh, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But his think, accent work is unparalleled. I think it's probably just like an amalgamation of. They probably just said European. European. Yeah. yeah it's, and he just, it's possible. He just went for it. It's I, possible. I highlighted a few. Oh, that, please. That, that I'm I was like, so excited to hear. I was like, what is going on in this okay. scene? I can probably tell um, you. I, the dresser was absolutely up there because I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but you have to agree, though, that it furthers the plot a lot. So that's oh, why they kept it for in. sure. That's yeah. why it's there for two, three minutes. These two people <laughs> pushing two, against the minutes. dresser. Uh -huh. um, the whole school plot. So she's in this. Baking school. Bakery school. Bakery school. Yeah. Bakery college, whatever. Yeah. And, but she already, And she can't graduate unless she bakes. Well, yeah. She already owns her own... Correct. ...bakery. Yep. Because we see a sign that says Gabby's Bakery or something like that. Mm -hmm. But she's still in school. She has a quota of baking. So she, she does. has to bake so much before she can graduate. It was an insane amount of... Like, a crazy... Yeah. And she cannot... She can't take any monetary gain from it no so somebody tries to give her money and she refuses right <laughs> but she's then elected governor yes of the state of california correct and starts getting letters from the school being like where are you we're kicking you out <laughs> she is the goddamn governor of the state yeah and like, they didn't realize she might have her plate full to keep this but is her plate full because it doesn't seem like she does <laughs> she does too much i was probably the most truthful part of this entire movie is <laughs> This young woman gets elected governor yeah. and immediately was just like, I just want to do yoga. Yeah. And it was sort of like, she oh, takes okay. meetings with foreign nationals yeah. in a, in like a yoga outfit. Yeah. Like it's, it's really nice. I completely forgot about the foreign national <laughs> The meeting. German man. Completely forgot yeah, about it. Balsa tries to set her up she sits to make down her look stupid. And she goes into this fluent German. Yeah. Yeah. Where and why. But anyways. <laughs> that didn't make my list because I'd completely forgotten about it. Well, I'm here to remind you. These these <laughs> other moments stuck out to me way more. Mm -hmm. The attempted robbery of her grandmother. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. happens five minutes into the movie. That's not her grandmother, though. Was it not her grandmother? No, the other woman with the car trouble is her grandmother. Is that that lady is person? her grandmother's friend. No. Oh, I thought that was the same woman. No, the so the car scenes, which, again... Chef's kiss. Left field, those yeah. ones. Yeah, and I don't really know what they have to do with the movie, but they're I think, there. I think they have to just pad out the runtime. I think that it was just a showcase for those two women to just <laughs> to just give it all they got. That was their Oscar clip. That sure. was going to be their clip. That's going on the real supporting actor. Yeah, That's going on the real. That's going on the real. Yeah. Um. No, the brunette woman that was working under the car is her grandmother, and yes. the other lady is her grandmother's friend. Oh, okay, so it was an attempted robbery of her grandmother's friend. Correct. Okay, but anyways, Gabby and her crew. Yeah. Watch this attempted robbery from across the street. Right. Just say hello as. The grandmother's friend is struggling. Right. And uh, the robber just runs away and all is good. And they just move on about their day as if that didn't just happen. Yeah, no, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I don't know what why you're upset about it. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying just, just a moment that I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. whole movies have been centered on 
that scene alone. But, but when there's so one, much going on yeah. here on, you can't focus on those little things. A robbery, who cares? This woman's governor. What's going on, eh? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the only other two that uh -huh. I, one made me laugh at like the thought of it, but then the other was like, I actually kind of got mad at uh -huh. the movie. So there's a scene where Gabby is in the governor's not mansion, but the house that she's been given to stay in. Mm -hmm. And she's listening to loud music in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And there is a strong implication that her entire governor staff is working out of her basement right. because they can hear the music and then say, can somebody go upstairs and tell her to turn it off? Right. And so the thought that <laughs> California's entire political apparatus right. is working out of this suburban basement. Right. Actually that's not even the governor. That's not even the governor's mansion. That's not the governor's mansion. No, no they don't have offices anywhere. No. You're just working out of the basement. But we can agree that every scene that takes place in like the governor offices, which I guess are in the basement, are at like a holiday in oh, conference yeah. center. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> you can see in the scene actually where she's dancing, you can see like the continental breakfast like yeah. set up behind yeah. her. And she's just like, we're going to go yeah. with it. It's perfect. It's fine. Set design. Yeah, set yeah. Design. Oh, 100%. The sets were dressed to perfection in this movie. <laughs> the last scene, yeah. which like did make me actually angry at this point. Was... <laughs> if I've made you angry, then I've done my job. I can't, I can't remember who the character is supposed to be. Uh-huh. But Gabby meets this other woman who is in the political world somehow. I can't. Remember, I don't know if she's another governor. Oh, the, or, is this maybe the mayor? It could be. I, I can't remember. I can't remember her title. But anyways, <laughs> they have a conversation that goes along the lines of, Gabby tells this woman something, and this woman says, who are you? And Gabby says, I'm the governor. And the woman says, oh, right. That college student who got the governor. <laughs> yeah. In my head, I was like, she's been the governor now for weeks, potentially months. Uh-huh. How is she not the most famous person in the world? She's this accidental governor right. who is a college student right. who didn't run a campaign and still got 50-something <laughs> percent of the vote. And this woman who is in the political world... Had no idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. Is this, is this at the party where uh, they all accidentally have weed brownies and behave like insane people? <laughs> It might be. I think it, it might is. be. I Again, that is. moment didn't make the list. It didn't make the list, didn't which is shocking list. to me because um, that was an insane scene and an insane choice. And also the scene where the any scene with the police officers that are dressed in like clothes from Sears. Just and, black shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy any scene with those two because they're acting. They're acting their hearts they're out. They're going for it. They're really going for it. That I Like, okay, so you bring up the police officers that is another <laughs> i would say that's another point in the room's favor is mm -hmm. tommy Wiseau is at least like if i have to have cops or if i have to have something we're gonna do it yeah it doesn't work but he's going for it this movie is just like no we don't have the money the time the talent the ability to even get police uniforms. No, and that's from something that like shop. I was just gonna say, you could just go to a costume shop and like rent them for the day. Mm -hmm. So like I think it would even be in our budget if you and I tried to make a movie to like, do that. Like, so I don't really know why we couldn't do it, but I just think there were bigger fish to fry here. Like, I, I think there were bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Well, I'll tell you what, 
wasn't a bigger fish or a bigger importance anyways was the sound of the movie. Oh, how everything is ADR'd? Every, every single every line? single line, except, except one line. There's one line. <laughs> okay. And that is when Gabby and her uh, assistant, uh, Mark? Mark, Mark, yes. the assistant. And then this random friend who we'd never seen before and didn't see afterwards go to do yoga. Uh-huh. The yoga instructor is obviously a yoga instructor, and they could only have one day, one hour, <laughs> one... I think it was one take. One take? I'm going to say it was a one take. I don't take. know, but she gets one line of dialogue, uh-huh. and that is the only line that's, that's not, not ADR, ADR'd. Because they clearly could not get her back to do it. <laughs> so she goes live, and she delivers that line, but literally everything else, ADR'd. Yeah, absolutely. In post-production, and badly done. Yeah, I have nothing to say about that because it's true. <laughs> so there you go. But, uh, you know, I think they were doing their... I don't think they had actual mics. That's my feeling with the movie. Like, I think they had a mic on a camera. I don't think they had booms. I don't think they oh, could afford booms or no. anything like that. No. So I think they had a mic on a camera. Then they went to do the editing. They realized they didn't have any sound. And then they had to go back and redo it all. And yeah, maybe they couldn't get the yoga every, lady. Every sound effect as well. It's not only the lines of dialogue. Oh, and it's 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 everything insane is sound in. effects too. It's like a boing if like somebody like hits something. It's it's wonderful stuff. One, one of my favorite sound effects in the movie. And a is moment. it the record scratch? <laughs> That's just a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Every movie should have that somewhere. I agree. But in the opening credits mm -hmm. of the movie... Uh -huh. There's a spray paint sound f when the names come up in the opening credits, but the names don't come up as spray if spray painted. painted. So I was like, why? Of all the sound effects you could have used to say, here's a new name. Yeah. They went with the They could have done like a paint. typing sound or something and it could have been like typed as the name came out. Anything. Yeah, anything would have made more sense than the spray paint. I think just when you're given tools, like you're given sound effects, you're like, we got to use them all. And I think that's exactly what they did. They were like, let's use every sound effect that we have at least once. So they had to find a place for the spray painting. And that's where they did it, Kieran. What are we going to say? Did you, can I ask you a question? Sure. Did you know that if you decide that like you can't be governor anymore, you can just hand it over to your friend that's a political science major and that's accepted, absolutely acceptable? Also didn't make my list of outrageous moments okay. because by that stage it was the end you of the movie. You were probably mad. Well, it was yeah. the end of the movie, so I was already like, you know what? I'm going I have too with much, it. I have too I'm much material already. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, that that's clearly allowed. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask like, so... Yeah, you, you brought it up, you brought it up in your plot summary, like the lieutenant governor and sort of his two cronies who right. are, you know, varying levels of competent. That's a loose, a loose <laughs> way of putting it, but yeah, absolutely. Their, their big strategy is, okay, great, this young college girl won the gubernatorial election mm -hmm. and she's going to accept the results, but then immediately sort of reject them yeah. and stand down. And because he's the lieutenant governor, he gets to slide in. As governor, yeah. Did they know that an unknown college student was going to win the election? Because as plans go, it's right. not a great one. No. No. So, And I don't understand if that plan came into play once they realized that a college student won. So then they were like, okay, like let's think quick on our feet. And Now's then, our like, time to strike. This is our time. Or if it had always been a plan, no matter who won, but it would have been a much more difficult if 
either of the actual candidates won. So I'm not sure. I'm right. not sure what the plan was there. I'm also not sure how the governor ballot is left to some college kid that's also doing ballots for the best baker in school competition. I didn't know that's how it worked. Like, we're Canadian. Yeah. So maybe we... have a different we, system. I was just going to yeah. say, maybe it's not the same in America when you're doing the governor of California. Yeah. It's not like it was even the governor of, like, Iowa. It would be, like, more believable to me if it was the governor of, like, a small state. The governor of, you know, whatever. Some small state. Yeah, yeah. But it was the governor of California, which I believe is one of the most populous states I, I think in it's America. The most. So yeah, a little bit far fetched. But is that if that's my only issue with the movie? If that's your, I'll take if it. If that's your only nitpick, then uh, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I really have to nitpick, that's maybe what I would say. Do you have any last offense? I've I've kind of you know, <laughs> ha ha, ragged on this movie quite a bit that mm -hmm. I absolutely hated. Do you have any? defense for it whatsoever my defense is that i think that people should see it i think people should see it and do i think you need to watch the whole thing maybe not but i think you need to watch at least like just like 20 minutes of it to get a good idea of like what you're working just with a here. flavor you want a yeah. taste of it yeah because i th i genuinely think if you do watch it with a group of people too you would have like a great time watching it i think you would have a lot of laughs if you have a group of people that would enjoy watching like a bad movie if you have friends that like you can get together with and say like hey let's put this on you've got to see it everything is wrong with this movie like there's no <laughs> redeeming qualities but you will laugh i think it's i think it would be a great time I, so the best part that I had mm -hmm. going along the lines of that, the best part I had of this movie was I recently just got back from Ireland. Okay. And we had a really, really fun night in Ireland with all my cousins and my aunt and uncle drinking this certain type of whiskey. And in the duty-free on the way home, I bought that whiskey. Mm -hmm. And about 15 minutes into this movie, I said, you know what? I'm going to have a big glass of that whiskey. <laughs> and that was the best part of the movie. So I do agree with you. If you can put on Governor Gabby mm -hmm. in a group of people and you're all having some drinks, that might be the recipe for a decent night in. I think it's more than decent. I think you're going to have a fantastic time. And I genuinely do enjoy watching this movie. Like, I really do enjoy watching it for all its faults. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and I think it's unintentionally hilarious, of course, but it's, it's just fascinating to see. Funny's funny. Funny is funny. Absolutely. So I I love it and I would encourage people to watch it. And people might be mad at me for saying that, but I don't apologize. Well, so the tough part with Governor Gabby really was sort of where the hell do I take this for the recommendation? Because there's not a whole lot. And mm -hmm. I did briefly flirt with the idea of do I give you another so bad it's good movie mm -hmm. but then quickly realized i would also have to watch that movie <laughs> and you couldn't and put it yourself through it again eh? just really wasn't appealing so i sort of said no okay i will give her a what i think is a good movie what mm -hmm. i what i you know would look forward to and be excited about watching again and so with that in mind i did go down sort of the politics the election route and with you know younger people younger characters and so the movie that uh, we will come back and talk about in a minute is Alexander Payne's 1999 movie, I think, Election. 
starring Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. So we will be back in a second to talk about that. Look forward to it. We'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first is Tracy Flick. When I win the presidency, that means you and I are going to be spending a lot of time together. <laughs> Cast your vote for Tracy Flick next week. You won't just be voting for me. You suck! You'll be voting for yourself. Who knew how high she would climb in life? I had to stop her. Excuse me! Will you please be quiet? Now. Okay, so we are back. We have watched Election, the or dark comedy surrounding mm -hmm. a high school presidential election. First things first, Melissa, can you give us a plot summary for anyone who has not seen Election? Yes. So it's more about Matthew Broderick's character than I thought it was going to be, first of all. Um, but Reese Witherspoon plays a young woman in high school who wants to be elected class president. And then it kind of tells the story of how that plan kind of goes awry because people interfere in the election in different ways. Uh, the most popular football player in school ends up running against her and then his sister ends up running in the election as well. Tammy, Tammy Metzler. Tammy. Tammy. And then also you've got Matthew Broderick's character who is a teacher at the school uh, and he's got some crisis going on in his life and uh, kind of takes out a lot of his anger on her. Oh, yeah. In my oh, opinion. 100%. Uh, and that's, in essence, what happens in I, that movie. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, the movie sort of really kicks off when he realizes, oh, she's going to win this election. And he's the, like, teacher liaison to the student... To the student council. To the student yeah. council. So he has the realization of, oh, she's going to win, which means I'm going to have to spend a lot of time with her next year. And, like, <laughs> he does not want that to happen. So he goes out to try and find another person to run. And that's where, where the movie right. goes from that point on. Right. First things first. Of our three, so we have Tracy Flick. Yep. The sort of very, very, you know, type A personality, overachiever. Mm-hmm. The most qualified A hundred percent. Yeah. We'll throw it out there. The most qualified person. We have Paul Metzler, mm -hmm. the injured star quarterback who, you know, pretty dumb. Uh-huh. Very sincere. Right. I think a heart of gold. He does have a heart of gold. I was surprised that he heart had of a gold, heart of gold. Heart of gold. Yeah. He seems like a genuinely nice person. Mm -hmm. He's pretty dumb. <laughs> or Tammy Metzler, who was is obviously younger. He's the, she's the younger sister of Paul. I believe um, she's a junior in high school. Yeah, so I yeah. think she was a year younger, maybe two years younger. I'm not sure. But a bit of an anarchist. Mm -hmm. A bit of a rebel. Right. Uh, not really down for this whole politics thing. No, and she's there for the chaos. She's there for the chaos. Yeah. Who gets your vote? You know, I'd like to... The feminist in me says, you gotta go Tracy. But the realist in me, I know I would vote Paul. I know I would vote Paul. I, I genuinely know. didn't expect that answer out of you. No? Whatsoever. I thought, I thought, <laughs> my vote's going to Tammy. I knew your oh, vote was going to Tammy. I had Tammy no doubt about that. every time. I thought <laughs> for sure you were like, Maybe Tammy, maybe Tracy, no. definitely not Paul. I I would go Paul and let like I'm putting myself back in high school. Sure. If I'm yeah. if I'm doing yeah. this vote, I'm putting myself back in high school. I would like to say that I would want the most qualified person to win, 
but I'm gonna go for the school hottie and I'm gonna go for him as well because I feel bad for him because he's injured. So okay. you put those two things together. Sympathy. Young Melissa. Sympathy vote. Yeah, yeah young okay. Melissa's voting for that. Young Melissa's voting for that. Well, Tracy Flick wouldn't be far off my ballot, but, <laughs> but to be fair, it's, it's Tammy Metzler, a hundred percent. And I knew that. I can you. I can remember two instances where somebody gave a Tammy Metzler esque speech during a student council thing. One was at St. Columbus. One was in elementary school. Do you remember? Um, I don't remember this. Was it's Christian Borgazan's older brother, Alex. Alex Borgazan. Yeah. And he got up to run. I can't remember what position. I don't think it was for president or anything okay. like that. Right. But he was running for some sort of student government position. <laughs> and he got up there and his whole speech was like, I'm really bad at speeches, so I'm not going to make one. Just vote for me. And I was like, well, got my vote. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> was, he sat right down. And I was like, oh, short and sweet. Yeah. And then I do remember uh, in high school, this uh, this guy who, who did win because he was genuinely quite brilliant. But... He gave a um, sort of valedictorian speech. I don't know what it was for necessarily, but it was something like that. Uh, There's two or three people writing and he gave a speech and he likened the whole high school education system to our digestive system. Okay. And I was like, that's actually kind of brilliant. And he was like poking fun at things and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, he's... So we had the charisma. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 100% he's getting my vote. 100%. And okay. so, yeah, and two for two. So Tammy would have cleaned out you would have done it for yeah. you oh, i know easy i know easy. yeah no i i can i can imagine that for you and i i see it but yeah no i i liked him a lot more than i thought i would like at the initial start of the movie i was like oh this guy's gonna be an absolute tool and an idiot and everything but he actually was very lovable like i really liked him as a character and i was surprised to find that i did like him as a character but i i enjoyed him well i think i think with paul like that's kind of the fun part of the movie is that they Maybe they show you a character or two in the opening few minutes or scenes. And then because the movie has multiple narrators, we get into everybody's head. Right. And so we can understand where everybody's coming from. Right. And so we get to see who they are behind closed doors and see what's really pushing them. You get a little bit of sympathy. I think the key thing with Paul is he has that scene with Matthew Broderick at the restaurant or something. Yep. The night that he wins the election. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler every movie on here. <laughs> Done it. He wins the election mm -hmm. and sits down with Matthew Broderick at this restaurant and actually has good ideas. And like, yeah, he he's excited. Like he was into being president and wanted to actually make the school better. Yes. He wasn't like a stupid jock that got there and was like, well, I'm president yes. and like yes. F everybody else. And I'm just going to like cruise on through this year as president and like captain the football team and just whatever. He actually seemed to want to make a difference at yeah. the school. Yeah, he had a heart and I, I liked that a lot about him. And I, I, again, was surprised that I liked him so much, but he was actually probably the most, the character with the most redeeming qualities in the movie. I'd say, I'd say easily. <laughs> easily. Easily. Yeah. You put up, up against these friggin' yahoos, but. This movie was not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. So that's a, what did you think you were going to get? And then ultimately, what did you so get? So I don't, like, I don't really remember. I remember when this movie came out and I remember wanting to see it. But I think back to, like, it was 1999. So we were 10. Yeah. Yeah. 
not an appropriate movie for a 10 year old no. to see. So like glad that I maybe didn't see it then. Cause I don't think I would have got it either. And I don't think I would have appreciated it obviously as a 10 year old, but I, for some reason was under the impression that it was like a rom-com oh. and I don't know why I had that impression, but I was under the impression that it was a rom-com. I knew Reese Witherspoon was in it. I didn't even know Matthew Broderick was in it. Like I don't, right. okay. I didn't remember that from like the advertisements yeah, or anything I think, like I that. I think there's like, there's a few different posters, but a right. lot of the posters are like very Reese Witherspoon sort of front and center. Yeah. So and he I, might not even be on some of them that you saw. Maybe not. And I like, I think in my mind too, I was just so Reese focused at the time yeah. too. I loved yeah. her. So um, I just don't think he was like even on my radar. For, so for some reason I thought it was a rom-com. I knew obviously that she was trying to be president of her high school, but I thought that her and Paul like it was going to be like a like an enemies to lovers kind of story oh, okay okay where like yeah. they were both like going hard to be president and then they ended up but that that's not what this movie is at all um so that's what i thought i was going to be getting so it just it this movie was not what i was expecting it to be it was funnier than i thought it was going to be too like i had a couple true lol moments i think i think you you enjoy a sort of dark comedy i think you i you, do you enjoy a dark joke here and there so i i, do. I, I wasn't necessarily worried about <laughs> given this to you so yeah yeah it just yeah but like I said it wasn't what I was expecting so it was um a surprise in that like I said I thought it was going to be this one thing and then it was this dark comedy and I was gonna read up on it before I watched it and I'm glad that I didn't because I went into it with like yeah. a completely open mind so yeah where would you uh where would you have this in terms of Reese Witherspoon performances because I, I I think it's like at or near the top she's she's fantastic in this yeah. movie she's unbelievable but I think that she is underrated as an actor. Like, I think that she deserves more credit than she gets as an actor. So I would put this up there. But like I said, I think that she does good work in everything she does because I think she is somebody that commits no matter yes. what she's doing. If yes. she's in a rom-com, she's committed to that rom-com. If she's doing something like a little heavier, like if she's doing like Big Little Lies or she's doing The Morning Show, she's she commits to everything that she does. And I appreciate that about her. Um, but yeah, no, I would say this is... She she kills it in this. She uh, goes for it and she kills it. Now, I don't maybe have the <laughs> Reese Witherspoon knowledge and history that you were bringing. But <laughs> sure. for, for me, I do look at this as sort of like one of her bigger or maybe only roles where she's kind of the out and out villain of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like she is kind of the, she's not the bad person in the movie, but she is certainly the antagonist. Right. And it was sort of like, oh, she's so good at this. She's so good yeah at just being like prickly enough that you're sort of just like god i hate you but also like i don't really have a reason to like she doesn't necessarily do anything to anyone in this movie no out, no bad but it's sort of just like oh like i know people like you oh a hundred percent a couple yeah. people came to mind cannot cannot uh, get on board <laughs> cannot get on board yeah but i there she's still there were still moments though where like I felt for her. Like oh, yeah. I genuinely felt bad for her. Um, Cause I felt like she was manipulated a little bit by some of the older characters yep. in this movie True. and was bullied a little bit by some of the older characters in this movie. Um, and she plays it so well. Like she just, I think she's fantastic. So there, I, there's so many scenes where she's like in the background and you cannot take your eyes no, off her. No, Because she's doing something or she has some... Like, when Tammy gives her speech, the, like, out-and-out -out shock and horror of, of Tracy, Tammy's, yeah. Tracy Flick in the back... Like, she's not even in focus. 
she is, I don't know, 10, 15 feet behind. And she's right. Reese Witherspoon is not in focus, but you cannot take your eyes off her because she is melting down that this person <laughs> running for president would have no respect or for the system, for the and system yeah, nothing. Absolutely. And it is so funny to watch. Yeah. It's so, so funny. I think she's a great comedic actor too. Like I think I would love to see her do more comedies. I would love to see it. I don't watch sort of the morning show or anything, but like, is that a comedy? Like, no. is she okay? No. So it's just not. It's not a comedy. Yeah. No, it's definitely not a comedy. Well, like, um, it, but like, I think she has like funny. She has funny moments in that and in like Big Little Lies and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But I. But they're not comedies. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, I did see Big Little Lies. I do remember, but like, to me, there's only a year or two before. Uh, Legally Blonde, which is like an out and out comedy, and she crushes it. She's unbelievable in that so, movie. So yeah, yeah. I don't know more more comedy for Reese, I guess. I'd love to see it, I'd, and I'd love to see her back in a rom com. I know you don't agree with that, but I would love to see her back in a rom com. I don't. I don't have to see all the movies. So if she wants, if she wants to do it, and it makes if you only see four hundred that yeah, year, yeah. that's four hundred one. You're okay with it. That's yeah. all right. As long as it makes you happy, then I don't have to see the movie. I'm certainly never watching Governor Gabby again. So um, <laughs> we sort of talked about him a little bit, but Matthew Broderick is the other sort of. He was the other established star coming in. He's right. the other big sort of character. The two Metzlers get their moments here and there, but it is really Tracy and Matthew, Matthew Broderick's character. Yeah. So, like, I'm sort of torn on him because I really, really enjoy Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh -huh. But Ferris Bueller himself is a bit of an asshole. Right. And so, like, <laughs> if you had a friend like Ferris, he would be exhausting. Oh, absolutely. Like, just exhausting to be friends with. So him in this movie is actually my, like, favorite role that he has done so yeah i think ferris bueller is still my favorite but i know i can understand why where you're coming from right. with that i hated him as a character i hated him i thought he had He's so good at it though i know so good at it yeah. though like so th the fact that i hated him so much yeah. speaks to how good he was but i Hate I thought he had no redeeming qualities. Every time something bad happened to him, I was like, you know what? Rightfully so. You deserve it. it you're a terrible person. Um, and I hated him. Like, I, I hated him with every fiber of my being. But, but again, like, this is, I think, what makes the movie, like, so well done and so intelligent is that the first things we learn about him is that he keeps winning Teacher of the Year <laughs> and that he loves being a teacher. And so you're sort of like, oh, okay. Like, that's the footing that we start off on. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just tearing him down piece by piece, moment by moment. And right. you're just like, oh God, he's always been this sort of damaged loser. <laughs> but like, you know, teaching in Omaha, I don't know, maybe it doesn't he's bring out- He's the star there. Doesn't yeah. bring out the best and the brightest. So he's no. the star, but no. like, oh, it, is, it is pretty, the escalation of things going bad for him is so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's just... He becomes, like, more and more, like, pathetic as yeah. well. And, like, I would think as he became more pathetic, just, like, my personality, I would have, a, like, a little bit more sympathy for him. But I had no sympathy for him no. at all. I had absolutely zero sympathy for him. And I was like, you know what? Every bad thing that happens to you is deserved. And you are a terrible person. <laughs> and I just, I can't stand you. Like, right down to his quote-unquote happy ending. He's telling you again in his narration, oh, yeah, life is good. But yeah. everything that we see... In his latest, sucks. Life is good. For a fucking sucks. sucks. Yeah. And it is just 
pathetic. But so, it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved that he has a shitty life. So the ending that we, we bring up apparently was not the original ending oh, or, or okay. not the first option anyways. And so in doing a little bit of research, the ending that I found was that he actually stays in Omaha after he gets okay. let go and uh, from teaching. He stays and becomes a used car salesman because he gets hired <laughs> by a former student. Which like oh, you're just nailing That's awful. Just just nailing the patheticness. But <laughs> so he then meets Tracy because she comes in to buy a car mm-hmm. and like they sort of, you know, talk back and forth, whatever, and sort of resolve their differences and he signs her yearbook and that's how the movie ends. Okay. And so after reading this, I was like, oh no. The yeah. movie, the ending that we get is so much better. So much better It's that so much more sucks. vicious. Yeah. And it's so much more I don't like I it just it's just nicer. Like, when for he, me, anyways, to watch absolutely. it, just like, nicer. All these years have passed now, obviously. And, like, we're, we're far into the future when we see, like, the, I'm going to call it the epilogue. Like, it's sure. kind of the yeah. epilogue we yeah. see where he yeah. ends up and everything. And the fact that he sees Tracy and still feels the need to, like, throw the drink at the limo. Like, it just goes to show, like, so much time has passed, but he's still that bitter. Like, and it's... Oh. But, it's perfect. But that's like what we're saying is because in the narration of that moment, he's like, yeah, life is yeah, good. Yeah, things are great. Things yeah. are great. And I saw Tracy and, you know, didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But what you're seeing is this. The exact opposite. Loser. Yeah. Take out, <laughs> you know, years of frustration on this young woman who's become successful. And he just cannot handle it because he knows his life sucks. Right. And it his is life so sucks funny. because he did something so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. When he he threw out the two ballots that caused her to lose when she had actually won. Uh, and then that kind of ended up like ruining his career as a teacher, which is unfortunate an unfortunate choice to make. But yeah, maybe you do deserve to have a shitty life for interfering with a high school student council election. <laughs> that's the thing, How that's pathetic. The thing, that's the thing I love is that the stakes are actually so, so low. low. They're so low. But these people... Go to like they die on that hill. Oh. All of them. Oh, absolutely. Die on that hill. This election was taken more seriously than the election in Governor Gabby. Oh God! And yeah. it's a high school election. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy spells it out. Nothing yep. changes. No, it doesn't matter for anybody except who wins as president. Yeah, and it's just like no, all of them are gunning for this thing. So. I know. I know. It was. Uh, I was. I was trying. I was thinking though a little bit, and I was like, I wonder. <laughs> This is just where my head goes. I wonder if any teacher hated me that much that they would have done that to me if I had run for student council president. Well, I was going to, you, you never did then. No. no? In neither. In no, in yeah. high school or elementary school. I just didn't feel the need. I just rode the coattails of whoever, the, whoever did do did. it so that I could like reap the reward without doing the work. And I think, I think that I think you I, and I are similar in well, that way. I think I was probably riding your coattails as you were riding their coattails. Yeah, so. absolutely. And yeah. I was fine to have you do that. Yeah. I was fine to have you do the, that. The only teacher, when you said that, that came to mind, she didn't hate me. She actually loved me, I think. But Miss Station in grade grade 8, she was that teacher that the first day of class, she was like, sit wherever you want, no problem. And I sat at the farthest desk from her in the classroom. And within a week, I was at the closest desk to her. Correct. Because she just knew 
Gotta keep eyes on this guy. Yeah, there was no teacher that was more eager to call people on their BS. No teacher. And you had a lot of BS going at that time. <laughs> at that time. I so. loved her. I loved her. Me she too. was fantastic. Me too. But yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if any teacher hated me that much that they would have done that to me. But I don't... There's one that comes to mind, but he's no longer with us. So I don't want to speak <laughs> ill of him, but... <laughs> we'll let that go. We'll Please. let that go. Please. The, um... The only other bit of trivia, which when I read it, I was like, oh, it makes sense. It's still a little surprising, but it makes sense, is apparently Barack Obama told Alexander Payne, the director, that this is his favorite political movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's because it's like actually a perfect snapshot of American politics. I don't know. But I, I love that for Barack. I might not disagree with him. Like, this might be up there for me, so... I normally don't enjoy a movie about politics. It's just not my style. If there's three things I learned in this pandemic, I don't like movies about politics, I don't like movies about space, and I don't like movies about the ocean or being underwater. Okay. Um. So, the fact that I got through this and enjoyed it, to me... I'll take it as a huge win, and I think I agree with Barack. It's up there. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to jinx anything, but you've sort of maybe shown your hand here. Like, mm -hmm. was the recommendation successful? Did you enjoy election? I would say that the recommendation was successful. I did enjoy election. I'm glad that I watched it. But I think if I had to watch another movie again, I would go back to Governor Gabby. <laughs> It's absolutely hopeless. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I can invite you back for another episode. No, you probably shouldn't. This should probably be the end for me. Oh, well. No, but I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and I'm glad you recommended it to me, and I'm glad that I saw it. And I'm glad that I now know it's not a rom-com. <laughs> well, the more we know, I guess. Yes. Anyways, Melissa, I guess we can probably wrap her up there. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for... Introduce, introducing oh. me to Governor Gabby and <laughs> I don't know our friendship that night I think that was the lowest our friendship has ever gone but we're, we're coming back we're coming that's back that's fair so. no I think that's I think that's fair I really tested you here but you know what you passed the test because you did you did make it through the movie oh, so congratulations God. to you never again un <laughs> un until we get our hands on Chocolate City 3 I think I oh we're waiting a hard <laughs> pass on any and all so bad they're good movies but <laughs> Anyways, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for anyone who's out there listening. I will be back next week with another guest, another movie, and another recommendation. I will see you all next week. <laughs>